Welcome to the Successfully Unemployed Show. My name is Dustin Heiner, and I'm here to help you learn how to quit that J-O-B, that just overbroke job, by any means possible. And today, we're going to be talking to a fantastic life coach expert who now, after coaching people in fitness, is now coaching coaches to become better coaches, making more money for them, and helping even more people. It's super phenomenal. Being a life coach helping people achieve what they desire. All right, let's start the show. Welcome to the Successfully Unemployed Show, the place where ordinary people become extraordinary by finding the path to financial freedom through entrepreneurship, side hustles, and passive income. We've already blazed the path, showing you how to retire early and have financial independence so you will never work for someone else again. And now, here's your host, Dustin Heiner. Hey, what's up, everybody? Super pumped to have you here on the Successfully Unemployed Show. And today, we're going to be talking all about how we can help people get what they want. Now, as a life coach, I mean, so I coach people how to invest in real estate. I would definitely not call myself a life coach, or at least thinking about life coaching. I just want to help people invest in real estate. That's what I want to do. But then when I have a show like this, like Successfully Unemployed, where I am literally interviewing people who are changing people's lives, and in turn, you who are listening to the show are hopefully getting ideas of how you can change your life for dramatically for the better, where you can become successfully unemployed, not working that dead-end J-O-B ever again, but where you can take control of your finances. You can be financially independent. And that's what we're all about. And what's great is I love the 4th of July. Like when I'm recording, this is right before the 4th of July. You probably hear it right after the 4th of July. But think about independence. Like obviously 4th of July is Independence Day. Talking about America being independent from Great Britain. Super fantastic 4th of July. I love the fireworks. Obviously, I'm a red-blooded American, so I love I love blowing things up. And so all the fireworks, even though we have fireworks for the kids. It's really for me. <laughs> I buy a lot of fireworks. And so last year, I bought a pallet full of those really awesome fireworks that shoot off in the air. They're called mortars. And they blow up really, really high in the air. So I bought pallet of that last year. And then this year, I'm using, you know, I think we used half last year. I used half this year. But we buy loads and loads of fireworks. But celebrating independence and thinking about you getting your independence from that J-O-B, from your quote unquote boss. I mean, this is what we have the Successful Unemployed show. And this is why we have today's show. We're talking about independence and my expert coming on, she's an expert in fitness. And so she coaches a lot of people on that. And then she also realized that she has a passion for coaching coaches or life coaches or people who actually want to share their passion with the world. She wants to help those people. People like you who might want to be a life coach or, you know, like me coaching people in real estate investing, you might want to pick, let's say, how to cut grass better. I don't know. I'm just kind of looking outside the window and I thought of that. But she helps people like us to reach more people, serve more people, make more money in our business and become more successful to be successfully unemployed. She's a fantastic lady. Her name's Amanda Walker, fantastic life coach coacher of life coaches. And so let's get in today's show where we're going to interview Amanda Walker. She's going to show us how we can be even more successful life coaches. Man, Amanda, it's so great having you on the show. So talk to us a little bit about this whole idea of 
what you're doing to make money for yourself and your family. And then in that picking one of the two, like you had, you know, obviously fitness, but then now also coaching and coaches. Talk to us a little about what you're doing now and how you're providing for your family with all of this. Yeah. I mean, I've been coaching for 25 years. And so my first coaching job was when I was 15, I got hired by the local YMCA to coach four and five-year-old boys basketball. And so that was like the little seed planting for me that I was first like, wow, I can make money and help people change their lives. And at the time it was like little boys, but they were like so excited that they could see like their potential and their skill work that the practice that we were doing was like turning into to play. So fast forward, I've coached in a lot of capacities from CrossFit to teaching, you know, high school to coaching educators um, and coaching inside my own business. But the theme that has had been emerging for me over the last few years is I just love the art of coaching. I love teaching coaches how to, and practitioners, consultants, be anybody that's serving people. I love helping them pull the best out of the people that they're working with. And so then, you know, to be able to teach coaches and to be able to teach inside of group programs, to be paid for that work. I love, I mean, I'm, I feel like so grateful to be in this space doing that. You went from one thing, but you're still doing the same type of thing, but you're, it's coaching. It's helping people get to where they want to be. So let me ask you a question. If I wanted to be a coach in anything, let's just pick something. Let's say somebody has a fantastic company and they've done a lot of uh, landscaping. And they said, you know what? Instead, I want to coach people how to. I'm going to show people and coach them so that they can do, either build their own landscaping business. This is just a random example. Um, if we want to coach something, is it something that we have to completely be like the 100% expert in? Or is it something that we can grow into? What are your thoughts about even just getting started as a, somewhat of a coach for anything? I think this is the most important question like the, that we can ask ourselves in the beginning because there's so many beliefs around this. There's people um, that in the academic area that are like, you have to have these certifications and these credentials. And then there are people much like ourselves that have probably gone through our own hero's journey and our own experience. And we're like, we just want to help people because we know how good it feels to be on the other side, that we want more people to be living in financial freedom and confidence. And so I am a team like, you don't have to have a certification to be an amazing coach. And in fact, there's a few things that I like to bring up that I think matter. It's you have to be confident. Like you have to be doing the work on yourself to show up as an expert in whatever sense that means. And that doesn't mean that you can't be an expert without 25 years of experience. Um, but I also think that you have to have the ability to elicit results from people. So you have to show, be able to show them how to get from the beginning to the result that they are aspiring to be. And some of, you know, I went to grad school and walked out feeling like pretty unprepared to do the next step in life because the way I became prepared was by doing the thing, right? Going out and actually putting my feet, you know, on the ground and getting my hands dirty and actually going to take action. And that's what solidified and strengthened my belief in myself. And I got feedback, you know, to be better. So if you're a person who wants to start teaching somebody how to grow a landscaping business, uh, I don't think you need anything but belief in yourself and an ability to elicit results in another person to be successful in that coaching, you know, business. I think you're definitely hitting the nail on the head because at any point in your life, you're more than likely you're one step ahead than somebody else, like anybody else who might want to, uh, you know, learn either from you or learn to do something that you might be good at. And as long as you're just that little step ahead where you can bring somebody else along and then eventually 
you coach for so long, you've literally encountered just about every single scenario, and you're not going to have nearly as much of a problem to actually answer all the questions, but it just takes time. Now, if we are going, what's, what's the, it seems like being a coach online has been everything online, like technology and everything online has been made it so much easier to be a coach. I mean, I bet back in the eighties, I wasn't really doing much business. I was more in school when I was in the eighties and nineties. They were sent, you know, you'd have to do like infomercials, sell these VHS tapes and all that sort of stuff. Like it was probably a lot, lot harder than it is now. It's so much easier now. So it seems like that's the best route to go to get clients, to get your name out there, to show people that you're an expert or that you at least know what you're talking about. What are your thoughts about like, how, how do we get into where we now start finding the people that would want to pay us to coach them? I want to throw out an interesting statistic because I think it's an, and you might have to check me, but I last checked, it was like the online coaching industry is projected to be $23 billion industry by 2023. Like it's the second largest online industry out there. And for me, that tells me a couple of things. It tells me that people see the value in it and they're starting to see the value in it. But it also tells me that there is a low barrier of entry. Like you could decide today you want to be a coach and title yourself that you could take a, you know, a 12 hour class to be certified as a coach. And this is honestly one of the reasons I, I really am heavily passionate. And this is why I moved towards this space is I was sitting in a conference and it was just for life coaches. There was 1800 of us and, and something, it was like something like 80 or 85% of the people in the room weren't where they wanted to be in profitability in their business. And so I was curious about this. Why is this? And that's because the way we, you know, go out and strengthen belief, like I mentioned in ourselves, is by seeing clients. And if we don't have clients, then how do we feel more confident? Like you said, how do we get confronted with opportunities to coach? And so that's why I'm like passionate about creating a space for coaches to come and practice and ask these questions around both the art of business uh, or the art of coaching, but this, the craft of building a business. Cause you need both right to, to, to be successful. But part of that is really getting so clear on the people you want to serve and being in front of them. But if we don't have confidence in ourselves, then we're afraid to like be in front of them. And now we are sitting with this idea and not really taking the next steps to garnish any new looks, but it is a saturated market, which means um, for me, the most important part is serving our people so that they word of mouth, go tell everybody about your work and organically continue to send you referrals. When I started coaching people how to invest in real estate or really just putting things online and then I was just following what everybody says to do, you know, you start start a blog, you start writing articles and then uh, just start stepping up, like maybe you do a course and I'll be completely honest for my company, Master Passive Income, where I teach people how to invest in real estate, I got so bored of selling courses. I just hated doing it. I didn't need the money. It's not like that, that was my income. And so seeing somebody buy a course that was boring, number one. But number two was disappointing because I was putting it out there for people to actually change their life. But like 20% of the people would actually finish the course. Everybody else would just lose the money, like, you know, spend totally. it, but not use it. I'm like, oh, this is so disappointing. So what I switched now, not would say switch, but I added into my business, not just the one-on-one coaching, because one-on-one coaching costs more. It takes my time physically of my personal one-on-one time. So it's, it's more pricey. But what I did on top of that was I added a much lower price point, which is a membership. And that allows group coaching where everybody gets on. Everybody is basically paying for my time for that, you know, time that I'm on their group coaching. So much more satisfying for me as totally. a coach 
because I'm talking with the people. I'm seeing where they are. I'm getting them past those hurdles that the, you know, the company or the people that just took the course, the 20% that just finished the course, they got through it. But the other ones that didn't, they got a roadblock and they got stopped and they didn't move forward. I hated seeing that. So being able to interact, like you said, like being able to be around the people is one of the greatest things that you can do. Now, you did mention that this is a big industry. I mean, it's a huge, huge industry. I'm gonna like before we even start making money. How do you crack into that industry? Because like I, I have had people, honest to say that I've had a lot of people say, "Well, Dustin, like I'm I might coach this or that, whatever it might be." Let's just I'm trying to encourage people to start doing something online, and they say, "Man, there's so many people already coaching how to write a book or how to do this, that, or the other," and and they said, "You know, is it gonna be hard for me?" And I said. I broke into real estate investing. That's like the, <laughs> that's like the worst market you could ever go into. I broke into health and nutrition <laughs> coaching. So, I mean, <laughs> you know how many people are doing that? Exactly. So, what would you say that how do we well, obviously get past that. That's definitely we you and I both yeah, know right. get past that thinking, but then how do we actually make sure that we get our message in front of the right people and we're saying the right things? Well, I think you nailed the first thing is that is just a limiting belief that everybody's doing it. So why should I? And I always remind my people that, like you said, that, that nobody's going to do it with your voice and your passion and your spirit. And, um, you know, in coaching, there's something that I teach a lot about, and that is rapport. And I want to pause for a quick second and share that. Honestly, I really want you to invest in real estate. My new goal in my life, my first goal was to quit my job in 10 years. And I did that, accomplished that at 37. Now my new goal is to help 1 million people invest in real estate. So two things I would ask from you. Number one, if you get anything out of this episode, please share it with somebody else. Just say, hey, you know, check out Dustin. He really wants to help a million people to invest in real estate. That's number one. Number two, I want to get you to invest in real estate. Get my real estate investing course absolutely for free. Text the word rental, R-E-N-T-A-L to 33777. Rental to 33777. I'll literally give you my course, show you how to find an area of the country to invest, how to build the business first. You know, I always talk about that and how to find the right properties, how to make sure you're getting experts to do the work for you and scale the business to where you're making $250 or more in passive income, scale it to quit your job. I'll literally get to you or go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. Obviously it'll be in the description, but I really, really want you to invest in real estate because the more that actual normal everyday people own real estate that are good landlords, the better everybody's life gets. And something, so part of rapport is just 7% of rapport is built on verbal communication, by the way, just the words. So words actually don't matter as much as we say they do. Um, the more important parts are physiology, which is 53% and 38% is our tonality, our voice. And so what often people don't realize around why are we attracted to certain people? Like when they speak and, and you know, this as a podcaster and those listening, you can tune into a podcast and within 10 seconds say like, this is not for me. Like, cause you hear somebody's voice and you're like, eh, no, this is not. And that's unconscious rapport. So I share all of that to say that there are people that are just going to gravitate towards us because not only of our rapport, but because our values are conveyed through the, the how we talk and what we share inside of our business. So there is, there is somebody for everybody. Um, and I really, really believe in that with 100% certainty because I see it in my clients time after time who have these same kind of limiting beliefs. Um, so then like, well, how do we get started? Um, I think sometimes we complicate it. I think it's like, ask your like ask your friend, that's an ideal client. So somebody that I'm sure that each of us have somebody pretty close to us that is, um, 
potentially a great ideal client fit. And I tell, teach my people, like, go do the market research, ask them, where are they spending their time? Where are they hanging out? What kind of information sources are they consuming? What kind of groups are they going and hanging out in? And then like, start there, go there, start ha having conversations about what you're doing, because part of it is just getting comfortable talking about the fact that, Hey, I decided to coach landscapers on how to be landscapers. But if you're not telling anybody that you're doing it, then it's impossible for people to start reaching out and asking for your support. That does make a lot of sense. And I remember when I started becoming an investor, the more people that I told that I was an investor, at first it was hard. I was like telling people one-on-one -on -one and little by little, but then more and more often I had people coming to me and say, hey, you're an investor. I have some money I want to invest. Can I invest through you? And so it's really just letting people know what you do. That just starts so many balls rolling down. Now, I, I would definitely want to touch on, now there's a lot, if you really, if it, whoever's listening to this really wants to learn how to become a coach, definitely talk to Amanda, listen to her podcast, get everything with her. Now let's, I want to dive in more about what you saw with people who are currently doing it. Let's say a life coach or with me, you know, real estate investing coaching, somebody's already doing it, but they're at either at hitting a wall or a ceiling or whatever it might be, but they're not doing what they could be doing what would, what's your first bit of advice for somebody who's currently doing it and they know they should be either making more money, reaching more people, whatever it might be. How do we then now start moving forward in that? Complicated question. I could offer lots of feedback on this, but the thing that immediately comes to mind is I think sometimes we take action in places that, you know, what is common doesn't mean it's right for you. So let's use social media as an example. Well, all the coaches have an online presence and they're all posting on social media. Well, cool. But like, is that working for them? Like, is there some statistics? Can we look at data and metrics? Like as we speak, I'm actually like taking a hiatus from social media because I just, I just am like, yeah, I'm spending too much time there. My ROI is not showing to me that it's exactly what I need. I like it there. I love the relationships that I'm building and I'm not going away for forever, but these are the hard conversations we have to have with ourselves when we're hitting maybe these, these uh, valleys in our business, which we all have, um, and really saying, is the action I'm taking the highest leverage action that moves the needle? And then we go back to the drawing board and really look, because I think really important part of business, no matter if you're a coach or anyone, is making decisions from data and not emotion. Because especially with women, because I coach mostly women, sometimes the feeling is the first thing we judge off. So I, I feel like nothing's working is what girls will say, or I feel like nothing's happening. I'm like, cool, show me nothing's happening. Show me with your data, where are your leads? Like, what are you, what are your KPIs right now that matter? And that if you're new, that's just key performance indicators. And that looks different for anybody's business. Um, and so I think that it's really taking a hard look at what moves the needle. And usually just by investigating a little bit, we can see that maybe we were hosting workshops every month and we've gotten away from that. And we were pulling in a hundred signups for workshops and we haven't done those in six months. And so those leads, you know, we've kind of lost. And I think that that's a really great constant evaluation of business. I really just started piece by piece trying to figure out for my business, um, little by little, different things from podcasting, YouTube channel, the books. And I was just trying everything. Well, I'm gonna say trying. I just knew that I needed to do these things and I started doing them. Social media is definitely something I'm not, I don't, I don't know that very well. I just post family stuff. But anyways, when I get any coaching student coming in through the membership or one-on-one -on -one coaching or buying books or whatever it might be, I always try to ask the, the question, how did you find me? Like what was the first touch that you got with me? And I kid you not, and this could be just for my business, they say, and it's about 90% of the people, is my podcast 
They listened to the podcast. They stuck around. And the ones that didn't like me, obviously, they turned off and left, which is good. It's self-weeding. So my podcast has been such a huge way for people to say, well, I like the way Dustin's saying it. I like how he's saying it. And I want to start working with him. Now, since I've been putting a lot more effort into YouTube, so I'm getting more people coming from YouTube as well. But I always ask the question. So I suggest when you're thinking of what's working for you, definitely ask the people that are coming to you. That's one way. How else do we figure out these key performance indicators like you talked about um, to help us know where we put, we should put the most of our time are things that actually are working. Like how do we figure out, like what are there any other ones that we could look at? What are your thoughts there? First, I love that you said that because referral, like where people are coming from is key. And um, one of the things we teach inside our coaching community is even after where I am and I've, you know, we've built a nearly seven figure coaching practice and doing that like 30 hours a week with my kids being little, like all these, all these excuses that we might tell ourselves that are impossible for us to make happen. Referrals, word of mouth referrals are still our number one lead source, right? People have come through our programs or they've worked with me one-on-one and then they go tell people. And so I want to just re-emphasize that at the end of the day, I mean, servant's heart is always top of mind for me is if we serve our people, that will pay dividends for years and years to come. And so sometimes I think we get lost in the minutia of all the other things and we lose sight of the people in front of us. And so I just want to reiterate, you know, that that's really important. And podcasting for me is, you know, the same as it is for you. Um, and now I lost sight of the, the question. The key you performance asked. indicator, key, key, like yes, key anything performance. else. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think you also hit it is you have to try things because if you're, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, and then like it's not working. So I recently had a client that started with me, went through a program of somebody else's. She's a therapist turned coach. And she's like, I'm posting on social media all the time. And like, no clients are coming. This is common because again, what is common is normal. And so when we look at our client attraction funnel, what's happening really is she's just meeting the top. She's just putting out this free content. That's not really inviting people to go further with her, to get to know her, to get to know her work, to learn from her live. And I find that this is a gap so often for coaches is they think I'm just going to show up on social media and then the the clients are magically going to appear. And so you have to go out and test like the middle of that funnel and see, is it workshops that bring people in? Is it live events? Is it challenges I'm hosting? Is it just going out to networking events? Um, finding out and, and kind of dabbling, and then you're going to get some data back, and then you're going to be able to know what what are some of those KPIs that actually matter. Oh, it's workshops, cool. Well, let's see when we have a workshop, how many people are coming to the landing page, how many are signing up, how many are then attending the workshop live, and then you can start to actually look at the metrics. You and I have a mutual friend. Her name's Lisa Peterson. She's been on this show many times before. And in talking with her about her business, she's on challenges, which I've never done challenges. Yeah. And she does a fantastic job at that. I probably should look into doing that. I just haven't yet. But uh, so now that I have you on the show, this is going to be great for, for me as well as everybody else listening. So in creating a, let's say somebody that you met at a conference and you're talking and you're saying that you're hearing them say, or let's just say I'm one of the persons at the conference. My business doesn't seem to be growing like it should. Now I'm I'm doing almost everything. Not um, you know I, I have a podcast, a YouTube channel. I have these things. I don't want to necessarily take on social media, but I'm starting to look at for me personally. At what point do I realize that there are things that are not getting done that I should hire somebody else to do? I'll give you an example, like uh, copywriting for emails to, to make really good copyright or 
social media ads or you know Facebook, Instagram, all the ads and stuff like that, or having somebody take over as a virtual assistant. Basically, starting to build a an, a business around you, team of employees or could be uh, virtual assistants, contractors working for you. What would you say would be the first spot, or uh, what, who should we hire first, or bring on our team first to really help us to now instead of focus on working in the business, working on the business to build it? I have this conversation with my like coaches that are more hitting like you know around that fifty to hundred k. Let's just use revenue as a as a marker because it's easy. Fifty to to hundred k mark is when coaches start to feel that pressure. I would say of not feeling like there's enough space in their day to do all the things that they truly have. And so my first suggestion would be to actually create a list and go like for just one week, maybe commit to yourself that. Um, throughout my work week, I'm going to keep this list next to me and any task that I am doing that I think I could teach somebody else to do that somebody else could do not that you don't want to let go of because you want to micromanage your business, but you know, from scheduling an email, right to, um, you know, posting on social media or whatever the case is, if you want to do that, or if you don't, but if you think that it could be replicated by somebody else easily, put it on the list. And once you've done this for a week, then what I encourage you to go back to is just go through that list and then say, okay, these are the tasks that somebody else could do that I don't really need to, because like there's things in my life nobody's going to do. Nobody's going to mom my kids like I am and wife, you know, my husband, and nobody's going to coach my clients. So I know that in my life, those are my three like non-negotiables that I'm not going to let anybody else put their hands in. But there's a lot of other stuff that can be done in life, including like clean my house, um, including, um, you know, possibly carpooling or I don't know, I'm just giving lots of ideas. But once you have that list, then my suggestion is to go through and say, okay, but what am I willing to let go of first? So what is an easy way? And I think the best is to, you know, either work with a VA agency or word of mouth referral and find someone that could, you know, create a job description or just reach out and say, here's some things I need help with who, who can help me. So I don't think it's a perfect formula, like start with social media or start with this, because I think it truly depends on the person and what sucks the life out of them. Um, and for me, initially, that was just like, I like writing the copy to this day. I've, I've even hired copywriters and I just haven't found a groove yet of one that like writes copy like I want it to be written and enjoy it still. Um, so I think that that's where you can start is like what sucks the life out of you and go from there. With that, it seems like to scale the business. I mean, we only have so many hours in day like you were just explaining and we need to do the things that like me being a dad, making sure that I'm there for my kids. Like we don't want to take away from that. Um, how do we then scale the business now that we're starting to offload some things what are some things, like, is it ads? I had a friend of mine, his name's Jason Brown. He's a really fantastic business, really great guy too, uh, teaching people how to invest in stocks. And he said, hey, Dustin, if you don't run ads, you don't have a business. And I said, what does that mean? And he says, well, if you're relying on podcasts, iTunes to get your, your voice out there, then they could take that away. And literally like, they, they could, who knows? I mean, they might go bankrupt or I bet, not bankrupt, but like they might not, not like you and then cut you off. Same thing with YouTube or Google. Or you can be cut off from these ways. Now, if you have your own site where you, it's your own site, like mine's Master Passive Income or Successfully Unemployed. So people can find you that way, which is good. But at the same time, you need to be able to run ads to then turn that into money. Like you put in a dollar, I hope you get out a dollar 10 or a dollar 50 or something like that out of your ads. Is that the best way to scale? Or what would you suggest we should do to scale our business? I kind of disagree with him. <laughs> 
Um, I, you know, we didn't dabble in ads until we had surpassed like the 300K mark. And I felt confident in like the existing place that we were in revenue to start doing that. And again, it's like, again, risk versus reward um, and what you're comfortable with and what you know and, wh and who you're serving to and what that product looks like specifically. But I mean, there's a couple ways you can scale, right? You can scale by increasing your prices. If you want to produce more revenue, you can go move to one to many coaching. Um, and you could sure add, you know, create more products, a passive product so that you're so I mean, as far as the what, how, right, those are all options. Um, but I, I think at the end of the day, it's so personal. And like, I would ask myself, like, what do I have the dream? Like, what's the dream outcome of this? Is it to just make lots and lots and lots of money, then you might like, be willing to invest 30, 50K, 100K a month in ad spend. Not everybody wants that multi million dollar outcome, right? Because it's profit that matters at the end of the day. And you and I have both met people, I'm sure, that I've had clients that have a $3 million goal, but they're like, I can barely pay my bills. And like, why are you trying to hit a $3 million goal if you don't have profit to like pay your people? You know, that ad question is interesting because it's very personal. And I, we have, you know, I have friends that are mutual for us that their Facebook accounts were shut down and they were pumping 30K ads, putting in that dollar and expecting two out. And then Facebook said, nope, locked out their account. They never got it back. And their business literally collapsed overnight. And so I'm just a fan of uh, diversifying the incomes and sprinkling in in multiple places because still the podcast and the website is still owned media. So even if you weren't able to put, put it through Podbean or Lipson, you can still put a player on your own website and direct traffic there. So I am I, I really preach to all of my people, you must have owned media. You cannot solely rely on earned media from other platforms because if they shut down, you are SOL. That's a great point. And I, I was thinking the exact same thing. And my business has grown without ads. In fact, I, I just do everything I do now for online business because it's fun. I really enjoy doing it. I love helping people. It's not for me to make money. Now, other, let's say, coaches, they need to make money. So they're figuring out this other ways. And so I put very little. In fact, I tried ads and I just lost money. I don't know what it is. Maybe just maybe I didn't do it right. Whatever it might be, I lost money. But now I'm just so much more happy serving more people and really just giving out content through the podcast or YouTube channel. I, I literally have my book. I give it away for free. Obviously they pay for shipping um, and the cost of the book, but I give that away. I just try to give as much as way. And I found, especially in my line of work, you know, teaching people how to invest in real estate. That's so much harder for most people than let's say, let's create an online business or let, let, let's just create you a website. That's so easy. You can just go to some, you know, I don't know, uh, $5 a month website hosting and just create a website, then just start putting articles. That's not a high barrier to entry. Now, real estate, totally different. So I have to give lots and lots and lots of free content just so that the person listening can think, number one, I like how Dustin's saying, I like what he's saying. I like that, like this person, he, he's a good person. But at the same time, I can get over that hurdle in my mind that I can't do it because and this is just like you, Amanda, I could teach anybody how to invest in real estate, but getting them over that hurdle in their mind, that roadblock saying that they can't do it to where they can now say, I can do it, I must do it. And for my future, I I, like, I can't do anything else but this. That takes them. It's just me giving out so much free stuff. But in the same time, it's helping so many more people. So in thinking of scaling even further to reaching six figures is great. Once you start reaching that, that's a lot of money but let's say seven figures. Is there any, any tips or any strategy that you could think of that can help us to start reaching for that seven figure goal? 
I mean, two things come to mind. I mean, that starts to then have the conversation of team and the importance of team and leveraging maybe new people on your team. And one of, you know, a game changer for me personally was when I hired an OBM, an online business manager. Some people might call him a project manager, is when I started to see that I actually needed somebody to manage me a little bit more. And I needed to somebody to come in and be the back-end orchestrator and help me manage all the other people, our podcast editor, our VA, our Pinterest manager. I have two assistant coaches that work for me and do some support outside. And so I needed support to like bring all of those people together. That was an instrumental change in my business. And it, and it, it, it proves to be monetary, but it was more of a quality of life you know, um, decision for me, because now I can walk away when I'm on vacation and know like everything's set and I can actually feel like I can be present completely with my family. Um, so that definitely comes as far as scalability, because when we are our personal brands, um, it's really challenging. Scalability looks different than if we're selling a physical product or we aren't a personal brand. Cause we can't, we can't truly clone ourselves. We can have assistant coaches, but nobody's going to really do it and say it like we do. And so we're a little bit more limited, right? So we can, we have to scale them the support staff and the fringes um, that help us. But another way to scale that is really powerful is also partnerships or affiliate relationships with people too. So it's like having people in our network that we've arranged um, maybe a formal agreement with that we support each other through our launches or open programs or just organically. Um, you know, I have a, a great relationship with, you know, somebody that does branding. And when I see one of my clients who's at that place, that's really ready to invest in a deeper branding package. I love to like make this warm introduction. And in turn, she's like, thank you. You're like, this is just my thank you, you know, financially. And so I think there's great opportunities to not just uh, receive passive income, which, you know, through affiliates and like the blogging world looks a lot different, but also when we include partnerships then our exposure extends beyond just our reach. And so now that person's talking about our challenge to their audience of 10,000. And now we've got all of these amazing, more warm leads than cold leads that really give you an opportunity to have more people come into your programs. You're hitting the nail head on everything. And it's really, I found the more people that I serve, the better my life gets and the better other people's life gets. And that's also a reason why I created the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference was because I found out I could help even more people. You know, I could I could just really reach out because like I said at the very beginning, I found out that real estate's, I love real estate, don't get me wrong, it's really terrific, but I am passionate about helping people and connecting people and all that sort of stuff. So that's just another great thing for me as a coach is a whole nother thing that, man, I could bring them in front of other awesome real estate investors that coach and show them, like I had students that were working with me and they did really well, and now they want to do Airbnb, which I don't necessarily teach that. I mean, I can. Don't get me wrong, I can. But there's somebody who, who's very passionate about Airbnb, so they hopped over them, and they start working with them. Like, that's great. I want to see you succeed. So it's all fantastic. Now, is there anything that I should have either asked you, or is there anything on your brain that, that as a coach, to continue to grow our business? Is there anything that we should, else that we should know? I mean, the one thing that comes to mind is I don't want to overlook, you know, it's my philosophy belief that income follows personal growth and development. And it's just as important that we're having our own personal breakthroughs and investing in ourselves. I'm, I mean, mindset, you've touched on mind stuff, but that is something I coach on in all my programs consistently, because we can talk about taking action. You saw it in your coursework. Um, you can give them the perfect formula, but if they don't have the tools necessarily to coach necessary to coach them through their own mind drama, then we will not find ourselves, you know, in whatever the, the version of success it is that we're looking for. And so just encouraging people to understand that, you know, 
the mindset work is normal and it's part of the process. And if you're not doing it, then I think you're limiting your potential. I think that's all terrific. Hopefully there is going to be more and more people listening to this show and working with you to really find out that they have a voice that other people will want to listen to them. It might, it might not be literally every single person in the world, which like in the world, there's lots and lots of people. And for me, in the real estate investing world, there's lots and lots of people. Just I just need to help a few people out of all that big bunch of people. And so I, I hope that because of this and with you, people are going to start realizing that they can do it. So Amanda, how can people listen to your podcast? How can they find you online and hopefully start working with you? Yeah, you can. I mean, my website is amanda-walker.com. And um, if you are a coach and you are looking for just like a framework, one of the um, things that I love to offer, you can go to amanda-walker.com forward slash more profit. And I walk you through like the three key items that every coach must be doing inside their practice or their, or consultant, I would say too, to grow a successful, you know, business. Um, and our podcast is called the best damn coach, formerly the feel amazing naked podcast, but we've rebranded it now. Um, and that's also our group program. And so we want to help coaches and consultants, anybody in that really that's serving people be more confident so they can have help their clients have massive results and they go out and tell the world about it. I love it. I think you're doing fantastic. So Amanda, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate you. Thank you for having me. It was so good to reconnect. Today's episode has been brought to you by the Real Estate Wealth Builders membership. That's the membership that I founded teaching people how to quit their J-O-B by investing in real estate rental properties. Now, Real Estate Wealth Builders is your place to learn how to invest in real estate with five different masterclass courses group coaching with me and a private student community where we all work together, all the tools and the discounts, all the resources and everything that you need to quit your J-O-B by investing in real estate. Now, I do want to show you how to do this completely for free. If you want to learn about investing in real estate for free, I want to get you my free real estate investing course. Text the word rental to 33777. That's R-E-N-T-A-L to 33777 so you can see how you can quit your job that J-O-B by investing in real estate. I'll show you how to find properties, how to use other people's money to buy properties, and how to scale the business to be successfully unemployed just like I did. Now, did you also know that there are video versions of each and every single episode on the Successfully Unemployed show? Well, I did record every single one of these for you. I recorded them for you so you will be able to learn from the experts themselves, see what they're doing, see everything that they are talking about on this show visually and all their examples, all their slides, all their pictures that they even draw. Everything is on there. Go to successfullyunemployed.co forward slash YouTube. Or if you just go to YouTube and type in successful unemployed, more than likely you're going to find me. So successfullyunemployed.co forward slash YouTube. And I would truly appreciate it if you subscribe to Successfully Unemployed on YouTube and wherever you're listening to this podcast, subscribe to this show so that you can always get every bit of new information on how to quit your J-O-B. Also, if you got anything out of the show, share it with just one person. Share it with just one person so that they can see the light that it is so much better to not work a job, be successful, unemployed, and be your own boss. All right, guys, this is it for today's show. I will see you next week. See ya. Bye.